0: Of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build well, do work that they love, and create actual real relationships. Hey guys, I am Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Ramsey personality, Dr. John Deloney, and we are here to answer your questions, everything when it comes to your money your relationships, your work, and your life. And it's a free call anywhere in the country at 888 825 So up first this hour, we have Christian in Anaheim, California. Hey, Christian, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Rachel. Hey, John. First time calling. I'm a big fan. I've been hearing about you guys. Awesome.
0: Um, well, thanks for two, calling. Two
1: weeks so far, yeah. Uh, well, I'm 30 years old. Um, I'm working, I have a full-time jobs. Um, I'm making 35, a hundred. Um, but I have a, a debt of $68,000. Um, getting a little bit, a little bit frustrated. and um, scared. Um, I don't have a savings right now, but, um, I'm working right now with, uh, baby steps. Um, uh, um, I still have uh $400 right now in the emergency fund, but, um, the big problem of my debt is my car. Um, I've been watching videos. I've been watching all the videos from the Ramsey Show about the car uh, problems that many others have as well. And the big problem is that I own a loan of forty thousand dollars. Um, what kind of and car is it, man? It's a Hyundai Santa Fe, twenty twenty two hybrid. Um, okay. It um, I bought it on zero miles, and MSRP was. 36, Um, I think it was 36,000 but the markup here in California are sure. extremely
2: high. Yeah. And they added
1: like $5,000 above plus I five with the negotiation to,
2: you know, to cut yeah, yeah. a little sure, bit more. To, sure. Hey, so before we get so, going on the math and all this, how old are you, brother? 30 years old. 30. All right. Yeah. right. I'm older than you. I'm in my 40s, okay? <laughs> Here's what I want to tell younger. you. Here's what I want to tell you. The fact that you... Walked over to your bathroom counter and stared yourself in the mirror, and said, "This this change starts with me, dude." I want to tell you, and when you, when you when you first say that, and then you look at reality, when you choose to look at reality, and you see how much debt you have, it gets scary, and you feel ashamed, and you can't believe you put your, you and your family in this position. I want to tell you, I think you're brave, and I think you're really freaking strong. You're stronger than most of the people that you run around with you're willing to face something that they won't and that's reality and now it's just about coming up with a plan i promise you i've done stupider stuff with way with way more zeros than what you've done okay and i want you to know um i'm standing tall on the back end after the smoke is cleared and you're going to get there and i just want you to hear me say before we dig into the math i'm proud of you okay thank you man i'm proud of you
1: yeah this is um the first time that you know that i open about my death you know
2: there you Mm -hmm. go that's right Yes, yeah. you're not. Yeah, a, you're not the- an idiot. You're not a moron. You're not broke. You're, this isn't forever. You screwed up, and and probably nobody, nobody, nobody sat down and talked to you about how money works, did they?
1: No, naturally, no. I've been learning by myself. That's right. You yeah. learn on the street yeah. and
2: YouTube, man. And so, uh, congratulations for saying enough's enough's enough. I'm proud of you, man. It's big time. It's your really your grandkids aren't going to go through this because of the work you're doing right now, brother. And that's legacy change, and that's that's commendable, man. I'm proud of you.
1: Ah, thank you yeah so um you know um I've been listening and you know you guys suggest obviously to get rid of the car, which is very important i I'm, I'm open right now um and uh the problem is that you know it's under the water. Um, I check a um, couple uh, sources and yeah. and I think the lowest was ten thousand the highest was uh, fifteen thousand dollars. So I don't know how exactly should I approach to this steps. You know, fifteen um, fifteen
0: thousand is what you said the highest you found.
1: Underwater, I found underwater, Oh, underwater.
0: Yeah. So okay, okay. I'm, I apologize. Okay, so
1: yeah, so I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, my loan is currently forty thousand dollars. Yep. Uh, and and yeah, and I've been paying about for what eight six months something like that. So it haven't been in a year. So i would still paying the car so i don't know what to do right now
0: sure sure no i i i hear you and i hear the the stress in your voice so um so there's a couple couple of things okay again christian how much i think you said at the at the beginning of the call but how much do you make a year
1: uh a year it's 58
0: 58
1: taking out the yeah taking out the taxes okay i make a monthly uh three thousand five hundred dollars
0: okay but take home yeah is 58 a year and yeah. what other debt do you have besides the car?
1: Um, so, um I have uh, credit cards and I have loans and I have a student loan. So okay, so how much loans. are all
0: how much are how much is each credit card? How much do you owe on each one?
1: Um the I have one, it's are two thousand dollars and the other one is four thousand dollars. It's maximum right now. Okay, so $2,000, two
0: thousand, four thousand, and then what were the other loans that you have?
1: Two thousand. I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question?
0: Yes. What? And you said you have a few other loans. What are those?
1: Those are personal. Okay. I and how much those are those? Because one, it's four thousand.
0: Okay. And the other
1: one is this one is three thousand. Okay. And the small one is uh, two two thousand five hundred dollars. Two thousand. Okay.
0: Okay. So yeah. you have a two thousand, two thousand, three thousand, and then a four thousand, four thousand combined with loans. Credit cards, all that, and then your big car payment at the end. Uh, your your car loan.
1: I did not tell you. I did not tell you my student. My oh, student, student loan it's Eleven thousand. It's how much? Eleven thousand. Eleven thousand. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, so Christian, are you are you single? Family. I am. Married. Okay.
3: Right. No,
0: okay, single. so here, if I woke up in your shoes. Here's what I would do. I would I would sell the car. You're gonna have to take a small loan for the difference, and so hopefully you can sell it for thirty thousand and be underwater ten thousand. That was the lower end. Um, so we're gonna just we're gonna pray for that or find somebody that you'll you'll buy for buy it for thirty thousand. You could even take out a little bit of a of a maybe it's a thirteen thousand dollar loan because you'll take three thousand of that. Go get yourself a beater replacement to get you through baby step two. And so, what you're going to start to do is start working your way through these debts. Do you have any money saved at all? Any money that is not in retirement?
3: No, no, not at all.
0: Not at all. Okay. So, what you're going to start to do, Christian, is I want you to create a budget, a monthly budget, and your income that is coming in. I want you to plan out exactly what you're going to spend in every category of your budget. And this is everything from food to electricity. And you are going to, you're going to, Take your lifestyle all the way down to just needs. So this is food, shelter, utilities, transportation, and that's it. Survival anything else, Christian, is going to go towards the smallest debt of $2,000, the credit card or the personal loan, whichever one you can decide, and you're going to pay it off. You're all, and Then you're going to go and get two, two extra jobs. You're going to work extra jobs on the weekends. You're going to work extra jobs at night, and you're going to be so focused and so intense at attacking this debt. And the great thing is, Christian, there's all these little ankle biters. It's like 2000 2000 4000 If you focus your money and you cut your lifestyle and you have this intense moment, you can start to pay this off. Hold on the line. Austin's going to pick up to give you Financial Peace University.
4: I want to tell you a true story. I got a letter from Fran in Virginia once. She and her husband, Gary, were loaded down with debt. They decided to get serious and worked for over two years to pay off $65,000. They were able to buy their dream home. Gary had just started a new job, and things were looking really good. Six months later, Gary unexpectedly died. Wow. Tears my heart out. Besides the grief and shock, Fran had no income, was on her own, and her Social Security benefits couldn't pay the mortgage. Talk about feeling lost and alone. The only good part of this story is that Gary had term life insurance through Xander, so Fran was able to deal with her grief without being overwhelmed with money issues. Sad story, but I share it with you to make a point. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Having life insurance is what responsible people do for their families. It's why I tell you every day to go to xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282.
0: Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. So, Dr. John Deloney is with me today as we're hosting, and uh, one of the biggest questions that we get or issues that we get is when it comes to relationships and money george camel and i did a whole podcast of smart money happy hour on this and awkward money conversations that happen between friends and family and all of it because it's just a part of life and so when it comes to talking to your spouse about money we've heard every story you could imagine we've heard every type of conversation you can imagine because of our jobs and people call in or tell us about them and so um we made a top 10 list of the top 10 worst ways to talk to your spouse about money.
2: Well, I think this is this come from is is this our do we make this list James or did this come from a we made it. It's our list. Okay. All right. We
0: compiled it.
2: So do you top, want to go
0: every other or you just take it?
2: Oh, we'll do every other. Okay. Because I know you say some of these too. <laughs> top 10 worst ways to talk to your spouse about money. Number 10 passive aggressively asking uh, how much did that cost after they bought something? Ugh, I've done that.
0: Number nine. Okay. So here's what we're going to do.
2: That's the. You've never said that. (laughs) Said the most controlling person I know. All right, number eight. Oh, gosh. I said this exact one. Literally, I can buy a new guitar, and then I see the Publix receipt or the Costco receipt, and I ask my wife, why do we spend so much money on groceries?
0: It's the worst. Dude. I want to punch punch every man that asks that. (laughs) Uh, Number seven. You just need to get on board with this plan. Okay, why do I get all the controlling ones? <laughs> Every
2: other. Because of this... <laughs> Providence.
0: That's how, how fate, how
2: fate works. Hey, we need to get out of debt, so I sold your car. <laughs> Incredible.
0: Well, Dave Ramsey says, oh, that is the worst. Dude.
2: <laughs> yes, it's weaponizing the old man. All right, uh, number four. Oh, geez. I'm the one working, so it's my money. <laughs> or alternatively, you don't work so you don't get a vote if somebody says that just walk out that conversation's over just leave <laughs> just leave I'm the one working so Not worth it.
0: oh man uh, number three for husbands to their wives do you really need that haircut or do you really need that skin product do you really need that makeup whatever it is fill in the blank of the things that ladies <laughs> spend money on that men don't and they think or does maybe, it really have to cost that much maybe
2: my wife is the one that has those conversations with me That's about it. this <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I like to, I like to be beautiful, Rachel. My wife does oh. often say, "Wow, do we we need that, huh?" But, that that's we need four separate creams for those. For okay, that. cool. <laughs> um, this is from the a call back to the other day. Um, when there was somebody who um whose husband wouldn't wouldn't help pay for the the delivery parts of the delivery because, in his words. His wife couldn't hold out for a few Sorry, more hours. Stop, so she got stop, an epidural. Stop. Or, oh my gosh. And made you,
0: her pay for the bill.
2: Yeah, she had to pay for the bill. Um, this was
0: like on Reddit, though, because right? Because she
2: got a lactation expert. She got, um, like, had somebody come in and help with, you know, whatever. And she, he was like, hey, you got all these extra frills. You got to pay for those. Oh. Whew. Whoa.
0: Extra <laughs> frills. <laughs> it's like a mascara and an epidural not in the same category
2: frills dude frill dude and (laughs)
0: last but not least oh no yeah i'm not seeing the roi on your gym membership (laughs) that's brutal whoa that's brutal that's brutal um but yeah hey these are real these are real scenarios that we have that we have encountered in our not our personal lives not all of them but also in calls so hey
2: if, if you have though, if, if you if you've got a a thing that you've said that is dumb to your spouse and we've all said them um when it comes to money or if somebody has said a dumb thing to you go to the comments in the youtube section below this this clip and just give it to put us what, what is, please. is what you have said that you know i shouldn't have said that or that somebody said to you go for it
0: (laughs) there's gonna be some good ones we'll read it at the end if we can get a if we can get a live feed in here that's funny uh okay but john couples fight about money for multiple reasons um i would say one of the big ones i see is just different money tendencies Mm -hmm. when it comes to just even on basic things in life one tends to save more one turn uh, one wants to spend more even what you spend the money on it's like well i don't value that well i value this and it's just this like hodgepodge of bringing who you are as a person to a relationship and then to your money and it creates a lot it can create a lot of a lot of arguments a lot of fights yeah
2: or if you grew up in a house like I did where money was a scary scary topic that caused stress that's what I knew about money and so I don't like to talk about it it makes me I just don't like talking about it um that has shown up in my marriage right
0: yep yep and Um, also debt yeah this is a big one shame yeah yes because not only mathematically and financially is the stress there of oh my gosh we have to make all these bills and no one can lose a job and you're kind of just living on the edge but what that creates in us and and you've talked about this a lot even of that
2: last caller right yes it was just
0: the anxiety and then the and the shame and the guilt and the regret all of that is very real yeah
2: and that fear about what's going to happen to me tomorrow yeah it's terrifying stuff
0: and when your spouse is kind of not supportive in it uh, too. Oh, yeah. Then it just it magnifies it all. So, what would you say are a couple of ways that you can talk to your spouse when it comes to money that actually will be productive and helpful and not harmful?
2: I think anytime you have a hard conversation with somebody, especially with your spouse, especially about money, always start with "I." And if you start a conversation with "You need to," you've done. This is just an instantaneous body response. They have to they have to wall up and go to war back with you because they feel attacked. When I sit down and, and and I don't say something like "How much did that cost?" but I wait until I'm calm and then I say, "I'm feeling uncomfortable about fill in the blank." I get scared about money and. I take it out on, when I see things like grocery costs or something, it, it, I I just have this innate reaction. Can you teach me about how much groceries actually cost? Um, and, and But it's it's about me talking about how I feel, not about lobbing grenades, right? So it's, it's me going to the mirror first. I think that's important. I also think it's important to talk about as a couple, here's where we wanna go and we're gonna reverse engineer where we wanna be and here's the choices we need to make today so that we can get there. That's different than sell the truck, idiot, right? Or Dave Ramsey says, you got to, hey, we we both want to be able to make sure our kids go to college and they don't have any debt. Like, what do we need to do today to start that program?
0: That's so good. Because I think, too, the stress and the fighting and the conflict, all of that, it feels so present. It's like everything going on here. And it almost is like this, not in a fairy tale way, but it's almost like a calming sense to be like, hey, we're not going to. Stop focusing right now on today. Like, let's look at the future. Mm. What do we want? What do we want? And then, like you said, out of that, okay, so then what are the choices today? But I feel like it's so easy, especially if you're stressed with money, Mm and you and your spouse are not on the same page, it is easy to, for it to be a complete craft show Just, of, yeah. of of being in the present. And you can't, it's like you don't even have the capacity to look up and look to the future.
2: Yes. So uh, something my wife tells me, um, if you Googled ADHD, my picture comes up next to that. <laughs> and um, this is something that I got from the great Dr. Gabor Mate, but she said, and, and my wife will tell me often, Um, When I'm walking out of the kitchen with a bowl of ice cream and gummy bears and marshmallows on top, she'll just gently and quietly put her hand on my arm and say, don't forget to remember. And what she's reminding, she's not coming and saying, I can't believe you're eating that or you're going to sleep terrible or feel like crap. What she's saying is, don't forget to remember how good you're going to feel tomorrow if you don't eat all of that. And it's just a general reminder that future John has to pay the bill run up by present John, right? Yes. And yes. So I think sometimes when I'm scrolling guitars, she can. Uh, I'm going to buy something else. I'm going to buy something else. She can gently walk by and say, "Hey, don't forget to remember. We got plans, you and me, right? We got plans down the road, and um, let's let's make decisions today that are going to help us in the future.
0: In the future, and look, and that, and that is a level of peace that you can have and start working as a team together, focusing on the future and making those present decisions today. It's really good, John. This is The Ramsey Show. With debt payments and now inflation stealing more and more of your paycheck, we know that a lot of you feel like you're drowning and you're scared to death that you're not gonna have enough to take care of your family. And you shouldn't have to live with that kind of stress, you guys. But one thing that has to change is you have to be able to say I've had it. I'm done. I'm done living this way. And now I want to start new things with my I want to start doing new things with my money, changing what I've been doing. So when you get to that point of change, so you said I'm willing to try something new, that means it is time for Financial Peace University. This is our 9 lesson course that will teach you how to beat debt, build wealth, and it's everything that you need to know about how to handle money. Nearly 10 million people have taken Financial Peace University, and they will tell you that it is so worth it because they don't worry about money like they used to. They are in control, and you can be too. So decide that you are done stressing about money and take control. Start Financial Peace University today at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. That's RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. And next, we have Nick in New York, New York. Hey, Nick. Welcome to the show.
3: Hey, Rachel. Hey, John. Uh, first time calling, and it's a pleasure to speak to both of you.
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks for calling. How can we help?
3: Okay. So um, I was very lucky to find you guys um, almost right after college, and uh, you guys have turned me a little bit into a uh, financial planning addict, I would say. Nice. Um, so <laughs> basically, I'm at a point in my life where I just turned 30 uh, last week. And, um, I'm in a home where I have the opportunity to save, um, pretty aggressively. And my, my five to maybe seven year plan is to kind of increase in house. Once I have a family, um, and where, where I'm at, you know, the the average house that I'm kind of looking to get into eventually would be like in the 600 to 700 range. Um, so my, my main question is, is there ever, consideration or, or, um, a situation in which it would be okay to scale back the 401k contribution a little bit if I'm pretty maybe ahead of where, um, you know, maybe the average person is in that area. So that way I can kind of save up more for, you know, the upcoming more current future before retirement.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say my the black and white answer is is yes, because we talk about baby step three B, which is actually pausing retirement to save up for a good down payment. So we recommend that people do that in general. Are you thinking that you're you wanting to save up for the down payment or are you thinking like save up for the whole thing?
3: So I'm um, I already have a home right now. Um, It's worth 400 and I have 240 left on the mortgage. Um, So I don't I didn't know if slowing down on the, the retirement, um, investment, you know, made sense if it's kind of for a second home and it's not just to get into the first home, but based on where I am with like certain numbers, I was kind of thinking maybe it's okay to just slow a little bit on retirement if I'm at a good spot and kind of prioritize it here and now a little bit more in the next couple of years to, you know, kind of get into a home that, that would make sense for my future family.
0: Absolutely. And, and you're talking about your primary home, right? When you, not a second yeah. home. Yes. So you would sell the current home that you're in, roll over what you have in savings with the equity and purchase a new home here in the next few years. That's what you're thinking, right? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I'm great with that, honestly, because, um you know, we, we talk about, and I'm assuming you're debt-free and have an emergency fund. Correct. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I'm I'm great with that, Nick. Um, I think being able to to put some momentum towards that home, but I would have a, I wouldn't let this just
2: yeah go that's, into that's a black hole. Yeah. yeah,
0: so have like an end date that you know, hey, in the next three years, I'm going to pause retirement to save up for a big down payment, or maybe all of it. You know, depending on if you can if you can pull that off uh, with the sell sell sale of your home, your current home. Uh, but I would have a I would have a pretty strict timeline Nick
2: so Nick I, I did okay. this and um, when I was working at a job that I had uh, housing was part of the, the 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 package and then when I took another job and I had to save up my wife and I just took uh, two years to save up money so we could put a huge chunk in we were ahead on our retirement which was fine. That two years turned into two and a half years, almost three years. And when then they started taking retirement back out, it felt like someone was stealing from me. And so have a firm number. I would love to see you pause and maybe sprint and pay your house off that you have right now, something like that. Then be putting money in one place over on uh, in your left hand, put some money in this account over here, and then saving secretly over here and not doing retirement. It feels like you're trying to do a lot of things at once. I'd love to see you sh- like – Okay, I'm going to take 18 months, sprint, and pay my house off. I'm going to pause on 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 this, and I'm going to get it done. Or I'm going to pause and do this. Right? You see what I'm saying? That there's a there's like Rachel said, there's a finish line here because I'm telling you, I've just done it, and it's hard. It's hard to that finish line keeps moving because it's fun to keep your whole check. It's just yeah. future John has to pay pay that bill, right?
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Yep. How much do you make a nick? I mean, make a year, Nick.
3: Yeah, so uh, between me and my wife, um, we're roughly in the 180 to 190 range. Okay. Um, and yeah, basically we have 240 left on our mortgage, and then um, I'm I'm projecting that for the next five years. I mean, obviously this is without kids, but um, as of right now, I can save roughly four grand a month. Um, in my current situation. Okay. And I currently have 90 in a 401k and 50 in just a brokerage account um so that, maybe that gives a little context um to, to where I am
0: yeah for sure yeah because I mean you could you know within three or four years like John's saying focus on that and then take a paid for home and then even at that point Nick I would wonder again depending on your situation with family and everything once you have a paid off home it is really nice and so maybe you're like oh And we just stay in this for for a little bit longer than what we even planned on doing. That's
2: Because what you're going to do is you're going to end up putting X number of dollars towards your current mortgage. You're going to put a little pocket of money for some future house that you don't live in yet that you might move into five years from now. Um, My wife and I also, we made this big declaration. We're going to start having kids. And it was almost four years before... um, we were blessed with my son and so we had these plans they just didn't work out and so i'd love to see you say okay here's what's right in front of us let's let's take three years and work like crazy and pay this house off and then let's start trying to have a family and then let's make a decision after we're holding baby number one because maybe wife doesn't want to work anymore after baby number one or you don't want to work anymore after baby number one and you have all these different options when you have a paid for a house you can do i mean really you can do whatever you want and you can sell that house and roll all that equity into a bigger home if that's what you want to that's do. That's
0: right. That's right. Yep. It's like that savings is within the home and it keeps you on plan for yeah, the home. That's right. All right. Up next, we have Brandon in Orlando. Hey, Brandon, welcome to the show.
5: Hey, how are y'all doing today?
0: Doing great. How can we help?
5: Good. Um, kind of two different questions here. Um, I'm wanting to know, is there some sort of budget for an unstable income? Like I've, I hate to admit this, but I'm 36 years old and my wife and I have never really had an actual budget and we're struggling with this and we make enough money to sustain our bills. We do have some consumer debt, we have a mortgage, all these things. Um, We don't struggle to pay them, but our our savings account and checking account pretty much stay the same all the time. They never go up or they never... Yeah, they go down when a bill comes out and then okay, I get paid. So, and
0: Brandon, real quick, uh, I'm up against the mm-hmm. clock, so I want to make sure I answer your question. How much does it fluctuate? How, like, give me like the highest month and the lowest month for you guys?
5: Month? Yeah. Um, last month I made twenty four thousand, and this month I haven't worked.
0: Okay. What do you do? I'm a lineman. Okay. So, so, so there's do you do you do you know ahead of time? Like when you look throughout the year, can you see seasonality of? Yes, I know these months are going to be nothing. These months are going to be huge. Um,
5: some somewhat for for the most part, yes.
0: Okay. So what I would do, Brandon, is because it fluctuates that much, what you guys want to do is have a budget that is consistent, and Austin's going to pick up so you guys can do every dollar um, and start on that. But have something that's like, hey, on our you can't be the lowest month because it's zero, but say hey, here's our expenses. Here's basically what we need to live off of. And then to be stocking away when it's these big months. And then when it comes to the months with nothing, you can pull. But I would still keep my my lifestyle to a degree that's basically just needs. So that way you can at least get momentum of seeing something move in your checking account, and your savings account. So hold on the line and Austin is going to pick up. Thanks, Brandon, for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney. And we have our question of the day. And our question is brought to you by Neighborly. It's your hub for home services. So when you need to make repairs, schedule routine maintenance, or find local help for home improvement projects, Neighborly is your source for reliable home service providers in your area. Go to neighborly.com to start your search.
2: All right. Today's question comes from Anthony in Michigan. Anthony writes, I just started listening to your show. I'm 42 and divorced and I have $73,500 in consumer debt. After making minimum payments, rent and child support, I have about $900 left over. It seems like it will take me about six plus years to get this mess cleaned up and another one plus years to build an emergency fund, then two to three more years to save for a house. At that point, I will be 53 years old. I have zero dollars for retirement. It's overwhelming and I feel hopeless. My question is, how do I hold on to hope as I work through this debt?
0: Mm.
2: That's heavy, man. Like, I feel that. I feel that.
0: Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. So, I mean, Anthony, honestly, this isn't the <laughs> kind, nice, this is the math side. So you can take the nice relational side of this, John. But, you know, money flows two ways. Money flows in and money flows out. And so with this, we can't change the equation that you're in, right? Your your payments are what they are. Your rent is what it is. Uh, I mean, Obviously, unless you choose to live somewhere else, child support is going to be what it is. So the biggest thing that you can affect is your income, and then any other expenses that you didn't list here, but your income is going to be it. And the the way that we see people move the needle on a large amount of debt is they go crazy, not just on their lifestyle, but they bring in so much income that they really do have a diligence to dedicate that income towards their debt. So Anthony, yeah, if I were you, I would be taking on a second, a third job. and again, it's just for a season because if you could double that 900, a month mm-hmm. and do a side everything a side changes. gig everything yeah everything gets cut in half basically your timeline um and so working at that cuz 3 years sounds a whole lot better than 6 years to pay off the debt and during that time you're you probably will get a raise in your current job right or a bonus like things happen in life and you just designate all that money so i would be looking to see how can i make an extra $1000 a month or more and start chipping away at this debt yeah I- <laughs> because then it's going to free up all that money to save up your emergency fund that much faster.
2: It, it, the hard part about this job is um, when I feel like um, I'm out of options. Then a caller calls in and says, "Hey, I on the way to my the office every day, I pick up an Uber or two. And I make 75 or 100 bucks just on the way to work, and then mm-hmm. I make 75 or 100 bucks on the way home from work." And I just do that every day. And I think, "Yeah, but what about my precious commute time It's just my only me time this person wants out of debt really bad or the person who's an exhausted um single mom who's got two kids who thankfully has a neighbor that will keep and is working because i'm going to sacrifice these two years so i can have all these other right so i feel like every day i come to work and there's somebody else taking away my excuse somebody else saying no i figured out a way and so, I think, Anthony, it's really easy to look at this. The way you've laid this out is actually right. It's And it's scary, and it's sad, and it's okay to be scared, and it's okay to be sad. And then you got to go do the next right thing. And the next right thing is, okay, how do I cut this thing in half? What if we reimagine this where I can cut it in half, and I am done in five years? I'm 47. Or I'm done in three years. How much money would I have to make every month? And how can I I will figure out a way to make this happen. Um, even if I gotta rent a garage, just sleep in the garage with my friends. Whatever, <laughs> like whatever you gotta do. Um, I, I I like to see that kind of attitude. And as Rachel said, like man, we just there's 30 years of people saying enough is enough is enough, and they do some wild things. They do some wild yep. things. Yep. Making extra money.
0: And again it sounds so extreme and so crazy but this isn't forever. We're not telling people to live like this for the next 20, 30 years of their life. It's literally for 2 to 3 years. It's like yes. you're just going to buckle down and and anyone can do it. It's exhausting, it's hard, but we have people every show, but almost every show on that debt-free stage screaming and telling their story about what they've done to get out of debt. And and it looks crazy. People think they're crazy. But man, that that's the the end result there is a level of freedom, not just emotionally and all that, but that financial part. I'm like, you just, you have money again. You know, yeah. that, that money is not going out. That $900 is not going out in payments. It is staying with you. And so then you're able to scale back and actually create a life that you love. So yeah. thanks so much for the question. That's awesome. Up next, we have Christine in Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, Christine, welcome to the show. Hey, how are y'all doing today? We're doing great. How can we help?
6: Okay, so I'm a widow recently, well, a year and a half ago. Uh, I'm 54. I'm sorry. Thank you. So, sorry. Um, so I wasn't really working at the time my husband passed because I my mom died four months before he did and mm. I was in you know taking care of her. so I wasn't really working, but I you know I do have a real estate license. I'm a realtor. so I'm back working now, so it's just slow going. So I feel like I made a mistake when I did get a small amount of life insurance, I did pay off my house. So I am debt-free. I have no debt uh except for my monthly expenses, which really concerns me because it's around 4 grand and right now I have, you know, $280,000 in a savings account and 100,000 in a Roth IRA, 40,000 in my checking account. But I'm not making money consistently, and I'm just wondering to know what I need to do with that two hundred eighty thousand dollars because it's just in a you know account that's making three point six percent interest rate. Do you have
2: kids so in the I'm, home? Why are your expenses so that, high?
6: Well, it's like it's like all these you know. Well, I've added in my property taxes, like what okay. that would be for the year. I've added in. My HOA, I, even though I pay it yearly, mm-hmm. I just did it like what it would be monthly.
5: Okay.
6: Uh, you know, car insurance, home insurance, health insurance. I mean, everything starts adding up, you know, yeah. it's just crazy.
0: So so all in, it's about, about 48000 How much are you making a year doing real estate? I know you're, you're just kind well, of getting back. I'm but. just
6: getting back in it. So, like, you know, it's like I haven't even been in it, like, really a full year to tell you that. Sure. So, well, exactly. you came
2: back and the whole industry's on fire, right? So,
6: <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> no, exactly. So, you know, like, this month, my, you know, I had four closings. It was $20,000. Next month, it's eight, you know, it's like $8,000 or, you know, eight to 12000 yeah. But, you know, I just have, like, a few closings. So, I don't have, like, anything set. So I'm just concerned, like, what I need to do to maximize. I don't have any kids. I just have a dog, which is mm-hmm. like a toddler. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, I'm just really trying to be smart and, like, you know, not wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning like, oh, my gosh, yeah. how am I going to
0: do this? Cause
6: you well, know what I, I mean? It's, yes, it's and I think
0: um, a lot of the fear, though, Christine, is not is not real. We get a lot of calls on this show where people are in a lot of big mess financially, and that's part of us helping out you're not Christine I mean you have four thousand dollars a month in expenses the numbers you just threw out was twelve thousand a year or twelve thousand a month for you know I think you said 24 or like you, you're throwing out these 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 numbers that beyond can can pay for your expenses
6: well, that's yeah, but that's like you know, I, it's like feast or famine, you know. With that, was yes. My okay. Experience. Well, except your, like, except you know, that in yep.
2: in real estate, you're you're slowly building a reputation and slowly building a book of business. So my expectation for you would be, um, absent a complete total housing market meltdown, is that people are going to have a great experience with you, and then their friends are going to call, and then their friends are going to call, and that's just I, I mean, yeah. I've referred my um, realtor to. Everyone I know because she did such a great job for me.
0: Yeah, so Christine, what I would do, hold on the line, Austin's going to pick up and we're going to get you in with every dollar to do a budget, but I would put $25,000 in a savings account and it's an emergency fund and it's there. You're not going to touch it unless God forbid one month you need to pull a little bit of cash out to help cover expenses, but that is your safety net. You need some money designated as a safety net, I think, to help you sleep at night to know if something happens, I have that money there. So I hope that helps, Christine. Thanks for calling. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey baby steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.